in diebus suis placuit Deo et inventus est justus, et in tempore iracundiae factus est reconciliatio. In his days he pleased God and was found to be just, and in the time of wrath he was made a reconciliation. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. We celebrate today one of our fathers. Not only do we honor our father Celer on his onomastico, but we honor the father of our diocese, St. Finian of Clonard, the patron of the Diocese of Meath, who is our father, both as faithful of this diocese and in a particular way, as monks of this diocese. St. Finian, we heard his life spoken of in the hymns of the office. He, like so many other monastic saints, spurned the attractions of this world, qui sprevit nomen regium, who spurned the royal name, the kingly title. Instead, he chose to seek God. He chose to live the monastic life, which he had, at least from some of what we read, learned about in his travels in the neighboring island, and traveled in Wales, had known some of the great monastic saints there. And God raised him up to become a teacher, a teacher of thousands, we sang in the hymn at Lauds about the thousand, the three thousand men of whom he became the humble teacher. Saint Finian, in fact, became one of the shining lights of the second wave of Irish saints. One of the early documents speaking about the first Irish saints divides them into three classes, three orders. The first belonged to the age of Patrick and were the founders of churches. The second were later in date and more ascetic in their practices. The third order was mostly hermits who lived in desert places and lived on herbs and water and on the alms of the faithful. And the writer of this chronicle says, the first order was most holy, the second order very holy, and the third order holy. The first shines like the sun, the second like the moon, and the third like the stars. We see here a theme which is common throughout much of the writings about the early monastic fathers. There's this sort of gradual cooling, a falling away, it would seem, from the initial fervor, which doesn't mean, of course, that graces of sanctity aren't given in later ages, but that in the first ages of the church, in the first ages of the church in Ireland, God allowed the glory of his saints to shine out in a particular way, he made his holiness particularly manifest in those times. But St. Finian is reckoned as the first among this second order and is said to have been the instructor and tutor of all the others. St. Finian then is a link between the first generation of Irish saints and all those who came after. He's the teacher of the group known as the Twelve Apostles of Ireland. He's the teacher of the saints of Ireland. He is the transmitter of the holiness of those first ages to the ages that came after. He was, as we said, the teacher of 3,000 men in what became the great monastic school of Clonard. As Ireland 
flowered into the island of saints and scholars. And St. Finian is spoken of as, in words that will sound somewhat familiar to us, one who made pure offerings to God like Abel, son of Adam, fervently prayerful like Enoch, son of Jared, a pilot fully inclined to find or to steer the church among the waves of the world, like Noah, son of Lamech, a true pilgrim like Abraham, dutiful, gentle like Moses, enduring like Job, a wise man full of knowledge like Solomon, son of David, a universal teacher and a chosen vessel like Paul the Apostle. St. Finian, the hagiographer, seems to want to tell us, was, like our father St. Benedict, filled with the spirit of all the just. And in fact, we can see many parallels between the life of St. Finian and the life of St. Benedict. Both of these men were bridges, men whom God raised up to be a conduit of grace and of teaching to the ages that followed, passing on the wisdom of a primitive age of the church's life to those who would come after. Both of them were men who fled from the world, who fled from the glory of the world, but whom God then raised up to become the teacher of thousands even in their own time and many more in the generations to follow in the ways of holiness. This is what God so often chooses to do. If we leave all things for his sake, if we prefer nothing to his love, if we let go of all earthly attachments so as to cling to him alone, then he has a heart with which he can do wondrous things. A man completely given to him, completely in his hands, whom he can then use to build his kingdom in ways that the man might never have foreseen. And so he did with St. Finian, making him the teacher of the apostles of Ireland, the master of so many others in the ways of holiness, filled with the spirit of all the just, and passing on that spirit to those after him. But Finian's holiness was perfected at the end of his life, as he was made even more like unto our Lord. In the year 548, a visitation of the pestilence, known as the Yellow Plague, raged throughout Ireland. It was the first time it appeared in the country and carried off a great number of victims, including some of the most eminent men in the church. Among them was Finian, and as, after his death, the plague abated, the belief grew up that by the sacrifice of himself he had purchased exemption for the rest of the people. In the time of wrath he was made a reconciliation. And so the ancient chronicler writes, as Paul died in Rome for the sake of the Christian people, lest they should all suffer in the pains and punishments of hell, even so, Finian died in Clonard for the sake of the people of the Gale, that they might not all perish of the Yellow Plague. St. Finian, then, is a good shepherd who lays down his life for the sheep, who allowed himself to be a victim on behalf of the flock. And so rightly do we honor St. Finian as our Father in Christ. Rightly do we pray to him, pray for his intercession as we did in that eloquent collect for those who are set over us. And we look to him as an example 
We know not how God will make use of us, how many others he will use through our words or our example to lead to himself. But all of us, like St. Finian, can leave all that keeps us from clinging to God alone so that God can then use us as a vessel of his grace. The Gospel of today's Mass presents us with these various servants who are given different amounts. And the Master isn't so concerned with how much they give him on his return. What he's concerned with is that they made use of the talent that was given to them. The man who receives five brings five more. The man who receives two brings two more. He's not interested in the difference between the five and the two. What he rejoices in, in both cases, is that the men worked with the talents that he gave to them. And so all of us, no matter how many or how few talents we might feel that we have, are called simply to be faithful in using those talents, in clinging to God alone, so that he can then say to us, as we hear repeated so often in this office, as in so many other offices, what he said to St. Finian, Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of thy Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Thank you.